Ed Carvajal, mixed martial arts analyst for FrontProofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at CarBasil and at the blogboardjungle.com. It is Monday, Monday night actually, after the big fight weekend that we had. Uh, kicked it off with Bellator 184. I didn't get to see that live. I had to watch that uh, after it happened once they uploaded all the video. Because um, I live in New Jersey and I have Comcast and Comcast and New Jersey suck. But uh, we'll get to that. And uh, obviously UFC 216 had a really, really good event despite the fallouts. And we'll get to that too. But uh, this is the MMA Afterthought Podcast. And let's look back at the weekend's fights. All right, so we'll rewind it back to Friday. Bellator 184. Um, Eduardo Dantas versus Darian Caldwell. Again, if you remember when I mentioned the card, I said it was like a staple Bellator fan card. A lot of Bellator favorites were on it. Um, Obviously, that title fight that I just mentioned, Darian Strauss was on there. Pat Kern was on there. Um, So, of course, lots of finishes were on there. So... Prelims were up at frontproofmedia.com. You could probably still catch those there. And then obviously the full results are there as well. Our newest contributor, Joel Croici, uh, uploaded those over the weekend. Um, so yeah, they got a new bantamweight champion. That division is probably the busiest division in that whole promotion um, as far as the way the title moves around. That one or the featherweight one, the one that Strauss fought in. Unfortunately, he took another loss last Friday, so that knocks him uh, another fight away from trying to get the title back, which is unfortunate for him, because, um, you know, he had uh, he had won it and lost him, and him and, him and, and uh, Pitbull, they go at it, and uh, I think that was the fourth time they went at it, the last time they fought, um, and he lost it, but uh, they're just, uh, people, people have actually asked for another fight between them two, so... Hopefully we'll get that, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon with the loss he just took. Um, but yeah, the main event. So Eduardo Dantas is a young man, and so is Darren Caldwell. And um, I feel like Dantas, when he first fights wrestle-centric type of MMA fighters, he's got a problem with their pressure. And obviously uh, Darren Caldwell, I'm glad he won because he's a Rahway, New Jersey uh wrestler so we got got to support the homegrown product right um he pulled off another one of his spectacular suplexes in that fight and he just outpaced him out pressured him he didn't finish him but he, he did enough to obviously convince the judges in his favor and become the new featherweight champion of bellator so i'm sure bellator started giving him the push with the dave and busters commercials and all the other stuff that they do and that they have down the line you know um they're changing the, the Spike Network to the Paramount Network next year. So, and Kevin K really likes combat sports and the Bellator products. So I hope I'm thinking big things are coming for 2018. And if you're holding a title in Bellator, probably probably a good idea to have one coming into the new year with that. Um, so yeah, that was a it was a, a really really exciting event. Man, I, yeah, I don't have Spike because I have Comcast and they. They seem to have problems letting people have what they've always had. Um, just one thing, you to pay extra money for it. So I usually have to, if I'm not at the event covering it live, I have to run around to a, to find it in a local watering hole. My local watering hole 
was a really annoying place. We'll just say that last Friday. I didn't stay long. Uh, the guys from Front Proof were trying to like give me their login for their TV provider so I could watch it, but sometimes you get those, you get those, uh, you get signs from higher powers that say, you know, just give it up, go home, relax, take a breather. Uh, so that's what I did. I had, I got enough of those signs on Friday night that I said, you know what? I'll catch it on the Bellator app once they upload it and, and uh, had the uh, highlight videos up and things like that. But I'm gl uh, sorry I missed it live, but I did catch it after, way after, uh, late yesterday. That's why I'm recording this today because um, I didn't want to come in blank. So yeah, Bellator 184. Great event. Their next one, Belter 185, is at Mohegan Sun. I'm waiting to hear on credentials for that. I, sh I usually do make it to those for co live coverage, so keep an eye out on my Twitter handle for all uh, video interviews and stuff like that. That's uh, Gegard Mousasi's Bellator debut. He's fighting Alexander Shlomenko um, in his inaugural Bellator fight. And I think the cards got some mix up there. Uh, Liam McGeary was first off, and then he was back on, and uh, I don't know if they pushed this fight down to another event or what, but we'll see. Uh, gotta look into it. So, um, yeah. And then obviously the other big fight of the weekend was UFC 216. We had Jesse call in for that. So, uh, Jesus, sorry about that. I forgot to mute the phone. But, yeah. Uh, Jesse called in for that. So, I'll play in his call in so I can respond to it. Because, uh, a lot, obviously, you know what happened at that event. Brother, how are you, man? Jesse here saying hello. Yeah, Ray Borg won't last two rounds. I think he'll get knocked out by the end of the first, beginning of the second. And then that Tony Lee Ferguson fight. Wow, what a barn burner. It sucks because I, I really like both guys. If I had to pick one, I think Ferguson, I pick Ferguson to win. But I would love it if Kevin Lee won the fight. I really would. Um, either way, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And uh, as far as the Bellator, I'm going to definitely watch that. I've been watching Bellator a lot, too. Um, good to hear you, man. Hadn't seen you. Well, heard you for a little bit. Hope all is well with you. All right. So that was Jesse from the anchor station, Jesse and Music. Um, yes, Jesse, you're right. The uh, the main event was, uh, I mean, I kind of saw it. I forgot what I wrote in my preview, actually, because I did it with uh, our newest contributor, Joel Croce. Um, I think he predicted the prediction for that particular fight, the main event. But uh, I was, I would have been content, like you said, with either either man winning between Kevin Lee and and Tony Ferguson. Being Mexican, I'm glad Tony Ferguson won. But um, the weight cutting issue, I don't know if you heard, Kevin Lee had a rough week. He was 19 pounds overweight Thursday before weigh-ins. And he waited until the very last second to weigh in Friday morning at the official weigh-ins, um, in which he weighed in at 156. And I know you, you're probably thinking, well, it's only a pound. They'll usually allow a pound or two over, but they, and they do, but not when it's a title fight. You have to fight at the contracted weight, which is 155. So he had to cut the pound. Um, he looked a little spent. I was actually surprised by his performance that night to recover from cutting so much weight because it was like 21 and a half pounds altogether he cut to compete on uh saturday night i watched that actually at uh with 
with all of my training partners from Advanced Mixed Martial Arts uh, out of North Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, one of the guys there, we all got promoted a few weeks ago. So we kind of had like a, it was his birthday too, so we kind of had like a birthday promotion party. And we were all there watching the fight, and I love, nothing better than watching uh, MMA with your training partners if you train. I mean, just to hear the different uh, analysis and take uh, points of view, and so it was just, it's really good, really good time. But um, yeah, uh, I the triangle, I mean, Tony Ferguson's built, he's just such a, He's got that ectomorph body type, like much like John Jones and a lot, and Nate Diaz and all these other guys. That if they wrap around you, like the triangle that he got, he locked in. That's you know that was gonna, that's an immediate submission, like fatigued or not, or, or bro broken down from your weight cut. Somebody locks you into something like that, and you're already beaten up from making weight. Uh, can't blame Kevin Lee for tapping, but he came, he came with it too. You know, he he came with it, and uh, got to give both men credit. It was a great event, and considering what happened in Vegas last week, uh, you know, what the UFC did. Uh, say what you will about the promotion; they did they did all, uh, a lot for the victims and the first responders. It was a, it was a really great event. A lot of the fighters stepped up when fights didn't fall through. Because if you hadn't heard, uh, Derek Lewis, uh, his back started bothering him that morning. And he couldn't fight, so they found a replacement. Uh, they just shuffled one of the guys off of the, the, of the car to fight Fabricio Wardoom. And he got that slick armbar finish. Um, but not as slick as Demetrius Johnson's 11th title defense finish. Man, he took Ray Borg into the final round. I didn't see him. I didn't see Ray Borg winning. But he took him into the final round and did that suplex armbar combo that everybody... Look it up. It's on. It's got to be everywhere on social media. Uh, just the, the finish, the video of it itself. It's it was an amazing finish. Um, so it was a good event, considering all the last few pay-per-views. People were kind of like, well, you know, what are they doing over there in the UFC? That was a good event. It was a really good event. I was glad I watched it. Um, the one thing about the uh, that particular event on uh, UFC 216 is. Now with the interim uh, title in Ferguson's waist, Conor McGregor, if he comes back, he ha he has to face him. Um, and if they don't, if if they do some other type of matchup, for the sake of just whatever, because the the people running it aren't really listening to anything anymore, um, then we have a problem because right now, if, he, if like Ferguson said, uh, defender vacate. And if he's not going to defend the title, you know, the, the champions by default, you know, that, that bothers the man wearing the strap. You know, I didn't beat the champion, so am I really the champion? Daniel Cormier struggled with that his whole time against John Jones. And that, I mean, that's obviously another story in itself. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, year. Uh, they're saying McGregor wants to fight before the end of this year. It's October. There's only... October, November, December. So, is he going to jump on a card that quick? I don't think so. But we'll see. The other thing we have to think about, too, obviously, now that Mighty Mouse is pretty much, Demetrius Johnson has pretty much uh, wiped out the flyweight division and he's gone back and forth with the new UFC brass. Does he stay there? Is he, you know, like, are they going to give the, the flyweight division some respect now? 
it seems like it took this long for the fan base that the new UFC target is targeting to finally recognize how good Demetrius Johnson really is. I've always been a fan. I used to get pissed off when people were walking out and his fight was on when he main evented. So I actually ran into him in Vegas the last time I was there and he's a super nice guy, very intelligent, he's really smart. If you watch his post-fight interview, he talked about how he prefers not to take uh, any real damage, to, especially to his head because he wants to protect his brain. You know, he does the video game thing, he's on Twitch, he does he does a lot, he's, he's a smart young man. Um, so <clears throat> that's a... Uh, there's definitely a lot of good things that are possible for the UFC. I hope that they make the right decisions, especially when it comes to that particular uh, division with uh, Mighty Mouse and uh, and the 155 division when it comes to uh, Ferguson and McGregor. I know uh, at the post-fight presser, if you watched it, Dana White said, yes, that is the fight to make. There is going to be no Diaz-McGregor 3, but... I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. He's not hes not the one calling the shots anymore. He actually works for the company that owns the UFC now. It's not him and his buddies anymore. The Fertitas sold their last shares uh, like a month ago. I think it was in August, right? They sold their remaining shares, so it's its done. Now, it's its literally like he's, uh, he's an employee. So maybe a high-ranking employee... Does his input matter for some things? I think it does. Obviously, with the with what happened this weekend with the first responders and and the Vegas strong thing, I think Dana White had a lot to do with that because that is his hometown now. You know, that's where he lives. That's where his family's at. You know, that affected him personally, um, and that's the hometown of the UFC. So I think they if, and you know his connections with the police department and everything, they're able to do a lot of nice things for for everyone at the event. So kudos to them but uh looking ahead i don't think uh if you look at his track record he said the ufc wasn't for sale it was amanda nunes was never going to main event uh another uh another uh, pay-per-view and she wound up having to do that um what else wasn't going to happen conor mcgregor was never going to box and he boxed so he doesn't have the uh, the pull that he would have had had it been him and the Fertitta still running the show. So I don't think we can... Uh, uh, the fact that he said it has to be Ferguson and McGregor, which I agree, it has to be Ferguson and McGregor. But obviously, I don't think... I think whatever McGregor wants to happen is what's going to happen. I would like to see Diaz-McGregor 3-2s. Those are the two top two contenders. That Paulie Malinaji nonsense, him coming to the UFC or whatever the hell the rumor is, that's probably the furthest thing from anyone's. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna bring in any pay-per-view buys. No one's gonna watch that. And I, I doubt Conor McGregor's the type of guy that'll fight on FS1 anymore. If anything, he'd just do a press conference there. You know what I mean? He's such, he's uh, one of their higher-profile athletes. He's only gonna be on pay-per-view. So it's like that now. And. and uh, Hey, you know, good for him that it, it is like that for him. But we'll see. Again, the year's almost over. We're in the last quarter. So uh, their next pay-per-view is November 4th, Madison Square Garden, um, right next to me. I'm usually around for those. So um, I'm waiting uh, to hear on the credentials for that as well. 
If not, I usually do make it to weigh-ins and whatever else they do in the city. They try to they try to treat it like the way they do Fight Week in Vegas, but handling those the way they used to, so <laughs> who knows what they're going to do. But those were the fights I watched this weekend, uh, and that's those are my thoughts. Um, again, if you need the full results, frontproofmedia.com has both for UFC and Bellator. Uh, again, that's... Bellator 185 is not this Friday. It is October 20th. That's the next one that I'm focusing on. Uh, Please give us a follow, Twitter, social medias. Thank you for listening. This was the MMA Afterthought.